0: Shalom Yehudim, Shalom b'nei Noach, Shalom goyim. It's the evening of the fourth day. Dallas B'Chodesh Teves, Parashas V'Yigash, Tavshin Pei 5782. The evening of the second day, Tuesday seven December 2021. You're listening to the program, program, webcasting, podcasting on Israelnewstalkradio.com. Coming to you from Israel, Islam's public enemy number one. In this week's podcast, just eight days uh, after the eight days of Hanukkah, Uh, the Festival of Lights, instituted after a decades-long struggle with the Greeks, with Greek culture and the temptation among too many Jews to assimilate what does not keep this nation a people that dwells alone and messes up a Jew's moral sense. Over the last week, we have had a couple more homicides perpetrated not by so-called Palestinian freedom fighters, even terrorists, but by homicidal Muslim suicide enthusiasts having nothing to do with nationalism, freedom-finding. A particular focus will be on a video uh, shot by a security camera on Shabbos at Damascus Gate in our holy city, uh, a video of an attack by a positively crazed Muslim youth about the same age as Ishmael was when expelled from the land, this land, by his father, the kindest man in the world, who had longed for a son for all of his mature life and finally had one at age 86. But he turned out to be a dangerously wild-ass man, as prophesied, who had to be expelled by his father, the kindest man in the world. That is how incorrigible he was, which word means from the Latin, uncorrectable. And because he was uncorrectable, Abraham had to send him away, which is what modern Israel should learn from when it comes to the wild beasts here on two feet. Since the last podcast uh, on uh, INTR, two more Jews were murdered by these uh, wild asses of men. One of them uh, was felled by a bullet, but killed by a second bullet that uh, upset the Enlightened. The woke, you know, uh, as yet another example of Israel, always in the judgment of world anti-Jewry to which they belong, responding with too much force. A disproportionate force is the favorite term these days. You know, these Jews, they can't control themselves when it comes to their racist need to kill Palestinians. Because as the woke believe uh, today, as they did in the UN General Assembly in 1975, Zionism is a form of racism. And we will get started after the following message or messages from Israel News, Hello, I am Walter Bingham. If you want to hear the news behind the news and the true perspective on world affairs, then the Walter Bingham File is the program for you. We bring you
1: interviews with the movers and shakers, political commentaries and on-the-spot reports of events as they happen. All here every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Israel
0: time, 9 a.m. Eastern time. And it's all archived on our website. Make it a date. Shalom le Yudim, Shalom le Bnei Noach, Shalom le Goyim. It's the evening of the fourth day. Dallas, Bechodesh Teves, Parshas VaYigash, Tafshin Pei Beis, five seven eight two. The evening of the second day, Tuesday, seven December two thousand twenty one. You're listening to the program, program webcasting on Israelnewstalkradio.com. dot com. Coming to you from Israel, in exile still. So we just passed through the annual eight days of remembering the decades of war here. Led by the high priest and his sons. Uh, Where was the civilian echelon at that time? Chanukah. uh, It was a war for Jewish identity, unalloyed with Gentile culture. Chanukah means dedication, referencing the rededication of the temple after it was cleaned up after the decades of war between the Jews who wanted to remain Jews and Seleucid Greeks and their Jewish collaborators who were in favor of making Jewishness uh, more Greek. Hellenists wanted to reform Jewishness, and uh, this in this they were the reformed Jews of the day some three centuries before the emergence of Christianity, whose imitation biblical sh- tri- scriptures are written in Greek while claiming to be the next chapter in the voyage of the Jews through time when we would worship the image of a man and eat like a Gentile, bloody meat, pig meat, and in the week since, last uh, podcast we uh, week ago today, on Shabbos, we had an example of the eternal Jewish inclination to imitate non-Jews in the reaction to the latest Muslim attempt to assassinate a Jew right here in our holy city near the Damascus Gate. A Jew returning from afternoon prayers at the Western Wall, uh, meters from the sign of our two ancient temples, uh, a Gentile boy, an Ishmaelite boy passed him by walking in the opposite direction, who then suddenly wheeled around, did a 180, and whipped out a dagger and began stabbing the Jew again and again in his neck and his back. The Jew tried to escape, but the barbarian held on to his clothes and, and only let go when two border guard police raced up. He tried to stab them, but to no avail, so they shot him. He fell, and then they shot him again, and he died. After which the woke here... The left, uh, the enlightened, they, they question the morality of firing that second shot. Official Israel and the MSN uh, commonly describe the police shooting of a Muslim assassin as neutralizing him. Because as Jews, perhaps we're embarrassed to have to kill anybody. So we commonly are in the dark uh, when a Muslim assassin is neutralized. We don't know if he was killed or just uh, inca- incapacitated. Uh, These are our assassins. I call them assassins. I don't use the word terrorist any more than I have to. That word long ago lost all impact. These are assassins for their membership in Islam, which mimics a religious cult in their crusader period called the assassins. Israelis routinely call them Palestinian terrorists when in every case on record, I'm pretty sure there is no record of a so-called Palestinian terrorist who in his last moments before being shot shouted out, Long live Balazdine! No, it never happened. They shout out, It's always Alehu Akmar, because these are not patriots who love a patria. These are not nationalists fighting for their beloved country. They are Muslims on fire with their hatred of Jews. A hatred so powerful it turns them into uh, like mad dogs infected with rabies. The video of this attack is horrifying, but instructive. The Arab is in a frenzy of stabbing that is devoid of any human empathy for his victim who did absolutely nothing to him personally. Total stranger, the homicidal maniac attacked just because the man he passed was a Jew. And this Muslim teenager was raised to believe that all Jews are evil. All of us deserve to die because we stole Philistine from fellow Muslim believers in the One True Faith, who ruled this country for most of the last 14 centuries, ruling over Jews in it, oppressing and humiliating them as per the commandment in the Quran to do that. The Jews for 14 centuries in their communities under Islamic tyranny lived a life of oppression and humiliation. So that when the Zionist movement came to life in Europe in the late 19th century, Of course, the Muslims resisted. They were dead set against Zionism. Zionism meant the Jews would live independent of Muslim dictatorship. There's nothing in Islam about that ever happening. There's also the Islamic principle that any land conquered by believers is Islamic land for all eternity, even if for centuries it is ruled over by infidels. For example, to this day, Islam claims uh, the two-thirds of Spain it once ruled over. In the cinematic epic, Lawrence of Arabia, directed by David Lean, actor Alec Guinness uh, played the part of Emir Faitzal, who at one point sighs and dreams of returning to southern Spain to Córdoba. In the year 638, the Muslims overran our temple. Uh, They lost it for a couple of centuries in the Crusader period, but then returned under various Muslim communities and dictatorships until the 20th century. Zionism for Muslims was a religious impossibility uh, when the movement was born, Zionism that is, and it remains so no less today. On Shabbat, a security camera captured the image of a young Muslim positively possessed in a frenzy of stabbing the Jew again and again. And why? Because the Jews stole Al-Quds from believers in the one true faith, stole the whole country of Philistine. And Al-Quds uh, must be returned, and so must all of Philistine be returned. The crime of Al-Yahud, the Jews, is not only theft and murder, it's an insult to Islam, which is the one true faith. Islam is a religion that tolerates no insults. Draw a cartoon of Mohammed, or show one in a classroom, and you deserve to have your head chopped off. On Shabbos... The second shot that finished off the stabber, that while they ass of an assassin, uh, licensed by his religion to be an assassin, that second shot, killing shot, upset the woke here, and their crooked way of thinking is due to their defective Jewish identities. They think like liberal, Gentile, anti-Jews, where Jews are expected to use minimal force in such situations, just disable the attacker. It's well known that when Israel uses killing force, it's always accused of overdoing it, of being guilty of using disproportionate force, as if we Jews have a problem uh, controlling ourselves when reacting to the homicidal aggression of the enemy, perhaps because we are racist and get carried away in our hatred of the Palestinian race. The leftists here, who frowned on that second shot as unnecessary, deny us Jews the right to one of our own well-known ethical principles found in the Talmud. It says, quote, someone comes to kill you, kill him first. We're not pacifists. In particular, when uh, Christian anti-Jews in the mainline liberal sects want us to act uh, with such restraint, they want really Christ-like self-sacrifice. And when we don't do that, we're bad Jews, out of control, overcome with our hatred of our Palestinian victims. *Mida Keneged Mida*. In English, that translates measure for measure, sort of a Jewish version, if you will, of the Hindu principle of karma. On Shabbos, a Jew, David Mincha, prayed at the Western Wall in the afternoon, turned to go home when this Ishmael clone began plunging a knife into him. Where is it written in which book of Gentile wisdom are we Jews prohibited from killing those who try to kill us? Where is it written we must just disable him? The two police border guards who, who did the shooting explained afterwards they feared he was wearing a suicide vest or something. Good answer. And I think Israel needs new legislation in which every legally armed man or woman in this country who finds himself or herself in a Jew-killing attempt like this by barbarians you have the obligation to kill the assassin, not just disable him. We're just too compassionate. We just want to neutralize him. Then heal his wounds in our hospital at our expense, give him a lawyer, a trial, prison time, where he can study for an academic degree. As if he were a member of our nation, of our people, and is entitled to whatever an Israeli citizen is entitled to. And I say, no, he's not one of us. He's no ordinary criminal. But a savage barbarian for whom the very concept of the Jew triggers in him an insatiable urge to stab a Jew to death. I submit that that wild beast on two feet that we saw on that security video, he's not entitled to any right after behavior like that. With his behavior, he forfeits humane treatment. I think Israeli law should license all those legally armed to assume all terror attacks or suicide bombings of the terrorist should not just be neutralized. He should be shot dead. (their)
1: Shivat Shuv Adonai, Echivat Zion, Ainu kecholim. Shirah malot b'Shuv Adonai, Echivat Zion, Ainu kecholim. Azim aleismo finu <their> sholem az you ba goein biddi ladonay la sot imel az imaless khof tinoun shonen lena az you ba goein biddi ladonay la sot imel biddi ladonay la sot fmanou
0: ayno sema
1: everyone. This is Andrea Simento from Jerusalem inviting you to drop everything and join me on my show, Pull Up a Chair. We'll visit this week's Quirky Stories, meet fabulous guests, and discover my Israel. Together, we'll laugh, shout, and explain the topics that make us say, hey, we've got to talk about that. So get comfortable and pull up a chair with me, Andrea Simento, every Thursday on Israel News Talk Radio.
0: Yeah, it's significant, I think, that the Muslim Brotherhood here, foolishly called by Israelis Hamas, which cloaks, it covers up the connection to Islam, which is a religion of Jew hatred, it's significant that following the attack on Shabbos and the putting to death of that attacker, the Brotherhood called his killing, quote, an execution, which had me laughing out loud at the primitive, immoral Arab mind at work in their minds, The stabbing of that Jew selected at random was an act of religious piety, but a crime was committed by the Israeli police when selectively, not at random, they killed the killer. The Arab mind experiences no cognitive dissonance, no contradiction when more civilized people might in that situation. The Arab mind justifies the armed attacker who has the right to murder any and all Jews because we are all guilty versus... The Jew whose self-defense is experienced by them as an aggression, a crime. In plain language, one can murder a Jew who has no right to fight back. And indeed, in medieval Islam, that was a Sharia law. A Jew could be the target of stone-throwing Arabs whose only defense was to run away. He dared not fight back and possibly be killed, making a widow of his wife and orphans of his children. We Jews are guilty of um, stealing harama sharif the believers believe. Are Muslims? Muslims, uh, it's a word freely translated meaning those who submit. Islam means submission. A Muslim is a submitter to Allah, and we Jews must submit to the one true faith too. Everybody should. Obedience, not liberty, is the highest virtue in that culture, which makes sense, I mean the Ishmaelites are descended from Ham, whose seed would be slaves of slaves, which truth can be seen online. In countless photographs of hundreds of men on our Temple Mount, down on all fours, their faces pressed into their prayer mats on the ground, it's a mark of distinction, of piety among Muslim men to press foreheads into the ground so hard. Over time, their foreheads develop a permanent black and blue mark. They even have a name for it. They assume the posture of abject submission, a pose a believer might assume when summoned to appear before the Pasha in court who, if the Pasha so wants, with the slave in that position, he can whip out his scimitar out of his sash and chop off the head of the one he summoned. That black and blue mark also curiously appears in the spot where other religions locate an unseen third eye of wisdom. For example, historic statues of the Buddha sometimes feature a diamond in his forehead. Versus the Muslim who crushes the sight of the third eye of wisdom in favor of the oblivion of mindless submission. On Shabbos in Jerusalem, a believer in the one true faith, whose corollary corollary is that all other faiths are false, a Muslim began stabbing a Jew because all Jews are guilty of stealing from believers. In my English version of the Quran, the phrase, they change words from their contexts, appears more than once. As an accusation against the Jews alluding to the clash of versions of many stories in the Quran lifted from the Tanakh, from our Bible, and the Muslim accusation that the Jews stole this from the Quran, the Jews rewrote the Quran and call it their Torah. Logically, historically, that is clearly in error since the first five books were dictated at Mount Sinai approximately 2,000 years before Muhammad was born with Muslims. Have a story to deal with that too. Musa, their mispronunciation of Moshe, uh, was dictated the Quran that he brought down from the mountain, and below the perfidious Jews took it away from him and rewrote it. Then, when Muhammad came along in his ministry, he restored the original text, which is the Quran text versus the Torah text today, which is, they say, plagiarized corruption of the Quran. The psychological projection here is blinding. Israel could benefit from a new law that identifies all acts of violence here by an Arab against a Jew as potentially a suicide bombing, which requires killing force. I also think that another law should license the behavior of our security agents, police, IDF, GSS, etc., that after an attack, like the one on Shabbos, uh, they should place the corpse of the assassin in some vehicle, which should then be driven immediately to the family home of the assassin, where all the members are then ushered into the vehicle that then heads for the Gaza Strip, where the corpse and the people will be deposited and told they can never live here again. Goodbye. Today, the news contained the old tactic of the IDF demolishing uh, another terrorist dwelling, this time the one on Shabbos. It's a behavior Israel learned from the Gentile Brits during the so-called Arab Revolt of 1936-39. The Brits' response to the IRA terrorists in the 1920s was the blowing up of their houses, which punishment I currently shake my head at. No, the the home is an inert, guiltless object. Why destroy it? And in any case, the family that loses the home, the family of the terrorist, they'll find similar lodgings. It's not such a big deal. I say leave the house alone after booting the family from that house and from the country and maybe even removing the uh, door on their house so all their neighbors can loot their possessions. Israel has to put its foot down and make violence against us by the Arab, Muslim, and Christians here. To be the worst crime they can commit, any kind of violence, unprovoked, should be, uh, by a goy in our country, should lead to expulsion. The Zionist Project got off the ground against the background of massacres of Jews in Russia, in Belarus in in the 19th century, and again in the 20s during the Russian civil, civil War, when Jews were massacred in great numbers. Zionism was to be a remedy to that kind of violence against Jewish people. And so that has to be the number one raison d'etre, or reason for being of the state of Israel, no matter what today's anti Semites teach in universities about Zionism settler colonists. It's the Arab Muslims here who are the settler colonists, whose center of gravity is Mecca, to which they bow down five times a day. That's their true homeland. These are people who call themselves Arabs, call their language Arabic, and they bow down to Arabia five times a day. Israel needs to tell the world and tell itself that this is our country, that the Palestinian national identity is a fraud, a bogus claim to owning the land known as Palestine, a name in truth invented to cover up the true name of this real estate, the land of Israel. The Romans ruled here for two centuries and called the country the province of Judea. So the very invention of the name Palestine at the end of that period by Roman Emperor Hadrian in the year 135, that was a forerunner of today's West Bank. Uh, Hadrian swore that he was not only going to destroy the community of Jews in this land for the crime of their second rebellion against Rome, but was going to destroy even the memory of this people, hence the new name Palestina, after the Philistines, whom the Jews had removed from history centuries in the past, the name Palestina was a forerunner of West Bank, or the OPT, as it's known in the halls of the, the rotten United Nations headquarters, the occupied Palestinian territory, all three of them designed to cover up the truth, the historic Jewish truth of the names Judea and Samaria. It's kind of ironic, no? The very name Palestine, way back when, was invented to dispossess the name Judea, as Hadrian also gave Jerusalem a Latin name. He called it Ilia Capitolina. And in our time too, the name Palestine has come back to life for the same reason. Ask any woke university student in the West. Thanks to Israeli incompetence, who owns Palestine? You'll be told the Palestinians, whose entire country the racist Zionist settlers stole from them, and remain in occupation of. Someday, God willing, Israeli officials, official Israel, will wake up and become truly woke and understand that the global hostility to Israel rests on the belief in the Palestinian narrative that Israel has never challenged and reinforces by calling these people Palestinians. It's virtually suicidal when Israelis do that, for it reinforces, reinforces the fantasy fiction of there being such a nation, Palestinian nation, whose name linguistically, logically, tells us Palestine is their homeland. And since the Jews are not Palestinians, they have no right to Palestine, right? They have no right to keep occupying it. So much for the bloody atrocity on Chavez. The victim they say is doing okay, he'll be all right, despite dozens, I think, of stab wounds. And then yesterday another homicidal suicidal freak, sixteen years old, drove a car into a checkpoint, that is, into a guard at the checkpoint, who was badly broken up, and again his mates shot the driver, who was evacuated to the hospital still alive, but he died there. And again for sure That driver was driven by Islam on fire with dreams of murder and mayhem. Islam is an evil religion. Are you interested in transforming your life, drawing closer to the Creator, and uncovering the deeper meanings and hidden treasures in the Hebrew Bible? Then join me, Rav Yitzhak Michelson, and me, William Hall, on the Science of Kabbalah, where we are seeking to narrow the gap between what we understand of our physical and spiritual worlds. So make sure to tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Israel time, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, here on Israel News Talk Radio yeah israel uh it seems is in yet another period it's like the rising and falling of the tides when homicidal violence inflicted by muslims seems to be on the upswing whose perpetrators are basically mostly uh, homicidal suicide junkies like that muslim teacher in the old city a couple of weeks ago he was unusually old for this behavior it's more common in ishmael clones the age of ishmael when expelled uh the one a couple weeks ago was 42 years old and he left behind a suicide note full of a, almost a, a sexual thrill as he described planning for this end to his life he planned on it for several years before actually going through with it he said he wanted to meet allah and this was the way to do it you kill jews and be killed in the attack what bliss would ensue what he did in the old city uh, was smuggle in a homemade automatic weapon and uh, left behind this suicide note uh, before he sprayed machine gun fire at Jews and the knowledge that other Jews would kill him, which they did. Ancient Egypt, we know, had a religious text called the Egyptian Book of the Dead. And I reckon that no other people in history had such a fixation on death as the ancient Egyptians. Exhibit number one for that claim is the pyramids. The greatest in size tombs human beings ever built. On other occasions I have heard or read of Muslims here who say we will win because Jews love life and we love death. Y'all yeah, say <laughs> this suicide note by this teacher of Islam suggests these people have a very different relationship to death than the civilized people in other cultures. There is truth in their expression that Jews love life and we love death. Islam as no other religion produces this phenomenon of basically lusting after death and associating it with the sexual ecstasy of of Muslim heaven in which uh, a believer a martyr gets to violently rape virgins for all eternity. They also feel no guilt in taking life. Muslims call for the death of others all the time. A couple of weeks ago, the UK finally uh, labeled Hamas a terrorist organization. For the last 20 years, the U.K. had played the despicable European game of pretending the political operatives in Hamas are okay guys, but not the terrorists they employ. Intellectual nonsense. Uh, Home Secretary Preeti Patel ended that charade. She's of Indian heritage, whose creme de la creme are highly intelligent. And being Hindus, being neither Christian nor Muslim, they know nothing in their religion of hating Jews. They also contend with Muslims in their midst, just like Israel. And they have an enemy Muslim neighbor in Pakistan. Politically and economically, India and Israel have good relations, and so I'm not overly surprised at the excellent quality of her uh, eloquent statement labeling Hamas nothing but a terrorist organization. Now she... Priti Patel, has been marked for death by Islamic Jihad for this. Islamic Jihad in Damascus made the claim that she works under the orders of Bennett, Pete and Gantz. In effect, she is a puppet of the Jews in Israel. They called her a Zionist minister, and one can understand their distress in light of the speech she gave labeling Hamas a terrorist organization in toto. Listen carefully. Quote, Today I laid an order in the United Kingdom Parliament to amend Schedule Two of the Terrorism Act of 2000 to proscribe Hamas in its entirety, including its political wing. Hamas has significant terrorist capability, including access to excessive, extensive, and sophisticated weaponry, as well as terrorist training facilities, and it has long been involved in significant terrorist violence. But the current listing of Hamas creates an artificial distinction between the various parts of that organization. It is right that the listing is updated to reflect this. This is an important step, especially for the Jewish community. Hamas is fundamentally and rabidly anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitism is an enduring evil, which I will never let tolerate. Jewish people routinely feel unsafe at school in the streets where they worship in their homes and online. This step will strengthen the case against anyone who waves a Hamas flag in the United Kingdom an act that is bound to make Jewish people and the community feel unsafe. Anyone who supports or invites support for a proscribed organization is breaking the law that now includes Hamas in whatever form it takes, close quote. Thank you very much for this statement. Islamic Jihad in Damascus has marked her, the British Home Secretary, for death. Although the news dispatch was not clear about Islamic Jihad Damascus, is this the same group as in Gaza? Is this the home office or an affiliate? Not that it matters much. One of the characteristics of the anarchic society of the Arabs is the proliferation of factions, making national decisions difficult to arrive at. In the 1930s and 40s here, the yeshuv, the Jewish community, was split between left and right, which is normal in a free society versus the PLO, which had as few as 12 and sometimes as many as 18 different terror gangs. Notice as well since 1993 how the Arabs in Ramallah, and Fatah, and those in Gaza, in Hamas, have never been able to unite for the common good. We in Israel have to wake up to the hoax of Palestinians with political rights and the reality that the enemy is Islam and its culture. Who else? What other people, other culture produces these homicidal suicide enthusiasts? Jews are being murdered not by patriots for a patria, a patria uh, for Palestine, but religious enthusiasts. An interesting word, enthusiasm, from the Greek, entheos, meaning God within. These assassins are driven uh, with religious passion. They're like rabid dogs in their violent attempts at murdering Jews, which they know will end in their own death. This is the enemy, though I know of no serious Israeli strategist ruminating on how to defend ourselves from this evil religion, evil for its sanctioning of murder and suicide. Islam is one evil faith that licenses murder and massacre and the abuse of women. Maybe it's fear of Islam that uh, prompted the U.S. today to threaten Israel, who knows with what, uh, yesterday, that the government had to turn tail on its announcement of two weeks ago of building thousands more homes at the old uh, Atarot airport north of Jerusalem. Yesterday, the Jerusalem municipality announced it was freezing plans to go ahead with the project announced just the other day, citing the need for an environmental impact survey. And after, according to one press report, there was, quote, heavy U.S. opposition and if you're sure, by Israeli anti-Jews such as uh, Hagit Ofran, who had so-called peace now. She said the plan is, quote, illogical for the development of Jerusalem and uh, how much it damages the chances for peace, close quote. One can only wonder how many Israelis in power know that what is at work is an archaic behavior by world anti-Jews to dictate to Jews where we may live and may not live, where we are forbidden to live. And it's sad that Israel succumbs to this diktat from Washington, and it does not help that too many Israelis think like Hagit Ofran, imagining there is a peace process that should not be damaged, which claim is proven false by all the news items since 1993, 28 years ago. If you keep an eye on PMW and Memory.org and their translations of the Arab media, you know there has not been a scintilla of change in the direction of peace in the thinking of Muslims most are not a millimeter closer to supporting peace with Israel today than they were 28 years ago. The truth is that the Palestinian nation is a phantom and no less uh, a phantom is the peace process. That's a total fiction. There's not now and there never has been a sincere and authentic peace process. And there never will be one until Islam matures, evolves, if possible, toward respect for the rights of Jews to their own beliefs and the desire not to be dictated to by Muslim priests, which is the dream of barbaric mullahs in Tehran, Gaza, and the rest of Arab Judea and Samaria. Okay, that's it for this uh, podcast. The music you heard was Gabriel Hasson doing uh, Psalm 126 and then Daniel Ahaviel and as usual, we conclude with Yosef Carduner. I'll be back next week for the last of this series of six podcasts on Israel News Talk Radio, brought to you by Floridians for the Safety and Security of Israel Institute. Henceforth, my podcast will continue via subscription uh, at www.phantom-nation.com for those who want to support this old man at a cost of an unbelievably minimal cost of $1.25 three times a week what costs 125 anymore anyway. Until then, a night I'm Shai ben The the
1: I'm going to when we are in the heart and the heart that there is in